0: Welcome to another episode of Broadway Babies. I'm Stephanie Anderson. And I'm Noelle Hannibal. All right. And you can find us on Facebook at Broadway Babies TV and on Twitter at bway underscore babies. So please drop us a line. Um, Today we have with us, I'm really excited. Today we have with us Billy Reesey. I'm excited to um, chat with him. So say hello to Billy. Hi, Billy. Hi, Hi, Billy.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: I just have to start right off the bat. Normally
2: we'll go like consecutively of, you know, oh tell us about, you know, tell us your origin story. But I'm just so excited about Little Black Book that I just wanna Let's just know, start that. right there because that dropped last week, end of last week or yeah, last that? Friday. Last Friday.
1: Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm it's yeah. so
2: exciting i've listened to it kind of on repeat for several days now
1: <laughs> Thank um
2: you. and i have to say that i think you said your favorite track was summer in nevada natalie weiss and mm-hmm. out, we love natalie outstanding amazing amazing i mean i love everything and it's so fun listening to all these amazing uh amazing performers like um Alice Ripley and Orphan all these great people tell us a little bit about how this kind of happened.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the kind words and for listening. It has really it's been a labor of love and I'm I'm honestly just so honored that people are listening and liking it. Um and sort of, you know, taking the time to like stream a, a, an original new musical, you know. Um I had um, been put together with um, a director named Will Ziada, a fabulous young director through our agency a couple of years ago. And they said, oh, find something to work on together. And um, we found that we were both sort of obsessed with um, giving women of a certain age the spotlight um, and allowing them to sort of stand center stage and tell their story. Um, in addition, I am somebody who, as a writer, is really inspired by taking the characters and the people whom the tabloids in society have sort of two dimensionalized and three dimensionalizing them, you know, whether that is like the Balloon Boy family from 2009, or in this case, um, Heidi Fleiss from the early 90s. Um, and there was an article maybe two and a half, three years ago that came out in the Hollywood Reporter about Heidi Fleiss um, and how now she lives in the deserts of Nevada with 40 parrots. And I was like, that is a heroine of a Billy Reese musical. Like that is somebody <laughs> I want to spend 90 minutes with. Um, and um, yeah, so so I wrote this first draft. Um, uh, it was done by uh, January of 2020. Um, it was premiering songs and concerts and stuff across the city, 54 Below and Green Room and everything. And uh, we were going to do a 29-hour reading in the summer of 2020. Obviously, we put the kibosh on that. Um, but, um, but I, you know, we always knew that since this show is structured as a rock concert, it is, you know, Heidi and three backup girls sort of playing the voices of people in her life and her parrots. Um, not in a Julie Taymor way, but, you know. In a, you know there's, 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 there's no, like, you know, there's no, like, masks and headdresses and everything. Like, God bless. Um, <laughs> but, um but But we knew the doorway in was through the music of this show. So we said, let's do a concept album. You know, let's get 11, you know, badass, uh, incredible, diverse women to, you know, step into the shoes of Heidi, um, you know, and sort of color in these different shades of whom Heidi is different moments of her life um, and the different women, the different women that she became throughout her life. um, And uh, and yeah, and have them all sort of uh, tell her story. So, you know, we just uh, reached out to, you know, these women who, the one great thing about this time period was that people had a lot of downtime and were looking for work. And, you know, um, for one reason or another, all these, you know, these 11 incredible women were willing to take a chance on, you know, new untested material. Um, And I'm so thankful for it. So we recorded the entire thing remotely, you know, 14 women, um, over a dozen musicians, um, all just across the country. And then our incredible sound engineer and music producer put everything together and made it sound like it was, you know, in one studio, um, which I'm so thankful for because it it really, I mean, uh, if if I'd been told that it was recorded across the country, I don't know if I would believe that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and it's just been such a labor of love, you know, seeing people really enjoy it. And not just for me and my writing, but, you know, enjoying and sort of revisiting Heidi Fleiss's story. You know, which is that uh, a story of a woman who I think was really done wrong by the tabloids and was just sort of maliciously vilified, you know, for for years on end until she had nothing. Um, so it, it's it's really been um, an honor to tell her story in this way.
2: I love it. I love it. I I really I, I I'm not kidding when I say I listen to it on a loop and I would never have known that it was it was recorded remotely in all these different Mm -hmm. locations it's so even and it's so just I've just loved watching um, when I first because I I follow you on Twitter and Mm -hmm. you know we met a year ago but what I was seeing was like on my Facebook feed because Mm -hmm. I know Nat and I know Alice and Mm -hmm. you know just like all of a sudden I'm seeing a little black book and I'm like what is (laughs) Oh, my God. I had a
1: very sexy, mysterious rollout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With, like, just some smoke and a bird popping up on people's (laughs) news. you know? Yeah. And then, Uh, you
2: know, last week or two weeks ago or something when I started seeing more and then I saw that it was you, I was... Oh my God, this is amazing. So yeah, I, I I really do love it. I also I also want to mention Jessica Vosk as well because like just...
1: Amazing, just the clearest, voice. Oh, the clearest cleanest voice. Oh my God, just yeah. oh, such... And she just sings it with such ease. Oh my God. And she she initially had that song uh, a, a whole step lower, I think. And she like texted me like as she started recording and she was like, can I bring this up a step? And I was like... <laughs> Please. she did. <laughs> By all means, do what you have to do, Ms. Bosk.
2: Of course, she, of course she did, because yeah. she is Jessica Vosk. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's amazing. So I'm really excited to see where this is going to go. Do you have any plans for, I mean, obviously things are still kind of yeah. crazy,
1: but I mean, we definitely have a lot of producerial interest, and and that was a, you know a big reason for doing this album was getting people excited you know for it through the music, um, you know obviously not just producers but um, uh, audiences you know and mm-hmm. um, young people getting excited by the music, um, and you know thankfully we we have some people that we're talking to right now we'll see what happens but um but you know again it'll take some time um I, what I really like about it is that it is small and that is that it is intimate. You know, it is really just honing in on one woman and three people behind her, you know, and just really allowing her to have a one on one conversation with the audience, you know, and that conversation, you know, it sounds like a party, you know, through sort of 90s, you know, badass female led punk rock music, but still, at the end of the day, it's a conversation. And, and that's what uh, is really exciting about the show to me.
2: Oh, great. I'm so excited to I, I mean, I'm excited just to see things on stage again. But this really just uh, the music. Uh, I, I wasn't that familiar with your music with a lot of your stuff before I heard this stuff from uh, the Star Wars mm-hmm. one and I had heard the um, Natalie had done a song um, 15 minutes, another 15 minutes, another 15 yeah. minutes. So yeah. I had I had seen that and I love that. So yeah. I'm really really excited too I'll be there in the theater
1: cheering I can't wait oh. I know we'll all wear like we'll all wear some like feather paraphernalia on opening night you know that's what I, I said love- I'm like my opening night outfit there- is just like a dangly feather earring you know like Barry- <laughs> George Michael okay that's, that's fun,
2: there we fun, go. fun yeah. fact I think I still have my feather earrings from the 80s <laughs>
1: I will pay for the shipping. Okay? okay. Just.
2: I definitely know I have peacock feather earrings, but oh, I'm no. pretty oh, sure so I funny. have like. A- and remember, Steph, remember when we were in school, like where we would wear those roach clips in our hair? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. We're, we're yeah. old. We're old. Oh, I'm ready. I mean, we have to have opening night just for the looks at this point. Right? fuck the show. That's we right. don't have to totally. do the show, Come right?
2: On. Just the party. Oh, truly, <laughs> just the party part. <laughs> just the party part. Um. Yeah. So, let's bring it back a little bit and tell us, as I said, your origin story. Tell us, you know, kind of about your journey into the arts. I know you. Um. I know you started off professionally quite young and uh so tell us a little bit about your background and mm-hmm.
1: yeah I I grew up on Long Island which is you know a 40 minute train ride from the city so I was you know and and I was in a, a very musical um family my dad played trumpet my mom sang opera and you know even my my brother is musical my, my younger sister is musical um so we were always sort of um lucky enough to be able to, you know, go in and, and see Broadway shows um, and I, I was really um, able to to take in that culture from a young age and my first Broadway show was Beauty and the Beast, um, because Donny Osmond was in it at the time and my mom loved Donny Osmond. So thank you, Donnie Osmond, for getting thank me. Thank you, Donnie Osmond. Thank you, Donnie.
2: <laughs> thank you, Donnie.
1: <laughs> um, but um but yeah, and um and I was a, a child actor for quite some time. Um that makes it sound like I I booked. I didn't book anything. I, I was like, <laughs> <Right on. laughs> Amateur child <laughs> actor, mind you, <laughs> but, but my, I, I would do, um, you know, uh, children's shows at like the community and regional theaters on Long Island. And my favorite day was always the first day rehearsal when you would get these sort of hardbound versions of the scripts. Right. And I was just sort of so obsessed by this sort of uh, physical manifestation of the shows that we were about to do, you know, sort of flipping through the pages of something that was going to become theater. Um, and and I said, that's, I want to make these books, you know? Um, so I started writing musicals um, at a pretty young age. When I was like eight or nine, I started writing uh, musicals down in, in little, you know, marble notebooks um, during math class. Um, and I didn't know how to write sheet music at the time. I would just have all the the music in my head, you know? Um, but, but that was like what I did for fun. That was my hobby, you know, just sort of going from one new musical to the next and being like, ah, oh, maybe one day when I'm older, this will be on Broadway, you know, when I'm 12, it'll be on Broadway. Um, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and, and I, I had a really supportive high school theater teacher named Ruthie Pincus, who, um, it was a public school, but it was a fantastic arts program. And um, it was a really writing based uh, theater program. Um, which was great for me. And she sort of believed in me and my writing, you know, I don't know if she really had any students who were trying to do what I was doing at the time, but I think she saw that, you know, uh, and and she encouraged me that musical theater writing was something that I could do, you know, that there was sort of a feasible path for that. And she would submit my stuff out to different high school, you know, writing awards and competitions and everything. And, you know, just really um, push me um, and uh, uh, tell me that, that what I wanted to do was valid. because you know, there's no there's no real blueprint for musical theater writers. You know, that's not something that that kids really grow up wanting to do. Um, but I was lucky enough to have somebody who I, I guess saw that potential and saw that that was what what moved me was the text of the stuff that we were doing um, in school. Um, so yeah, so so from there, you know, uh, I had this show called Balloon Boy um, about the 2009 Balloon Boy case, where a father said that his son was stuck in a homemade weather balloon, and you know, he was just hiding in a cardboard box in the attic. Um, and that show uh, ended up uh, premiering at the New York Musical Theater Festival um, my senior year of high school. Um, and I was the the youngest writer at Nymph at the time, uh, which was a crazy, crazy experience, but um, definitely the, the sort of first, um, you know, whatever professional thing I did. I mean, if you, if you want to say professional, I'm not, you know, I'm not professional, but whatever, <laughs> I guess. I guess it was professional. <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I'd say. Yeah, that is professional. professional. <laughs> say yes. It certainly
1: felt that. professional at the time for me. I was so right. nervous in that rehearsal room because I was working with like adults. There were like 23 year olds in this room. Oh my <laughs> God. So it was a crazy experience, but um, but yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything. I, I bought blue light glasses recently, but huh? I don't, my I don't, yes. There you go. You have them, right? There you yeah. go.
2: And John wore his yet. Yeah, John pulled his out yesterday. Oh God, yes. I don't.
1: Have, I don't have them on me because I'm not convinced they work. Quite honestly, because I did pay like twelve dollars on Amazon for them, <laughs> but they they look adorable.
0: I don't <laughs> really like, but they
1: look good. I, they're the total I'm like great. nerdy
2: cat eye glasses, just because. And um,
1: I love it.
2: I, I feel like my. I have a, more of a headache after wearing them for like yesterday I wore them while talking to John and then I was doing some other stuff and I felt like I developed a headache while wearing them. I felt like I was squinting more.
1: Right. Well, you know, I mean, it's a it's kind of thing where like I'm not used to like seeing the world through a pair of lenses. Right. So it's just like a weird adjustment to to even go through, even though it isn't really like changing the way you're taking things in. It is just sort of like. I, I don't know. The, the the physical feeling of having lenses over your eyes is just like a weird sensation if you're not yeah. you know, used to it. But, if you're
2: not used to it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I I was right there with you with the Amazon. I think these were... I want to say, yeah. They were, if they were twelve dollars US, then for sure, I think they were about twenty bucks Canadian.
1: Right on. I you love know? those. The librarian look. Totally,
2: a- I was <laughs> like, I want to look like a school teacher. But like a little
1: chain in your set, you know? Yeah, come on. I need the
2: chain. I need the chain. <laughs> I need to put my hair up in a bun.
1: Oh, that's. <laughs> I love. I love the chain. I I have a, a friend whose mother started a company where it's masks um with chains on them. And I'm like that's that's, that is cool. That's that brilliant. Cool. That's
2: I haven't tried it, really
1: cool. so I don't know how it works, but I love the idea.
2: Oh my gosh, can you that send me brilliant. the name of that later? I, I love that. Yeah, I'll love have to find idea. out the
1: company and I'll send it to you. Absolutely. Brilliant. I love
2: that. I've been I've I found some really cool mask companies over the last year. There's this woman that started making masks and had posted in that like all things Broadway Facebook group. Mm. And um it was all it's all like Broadway stuff, but you know, fun spin on it, like uh the six logo and it says stay six feet away. Uh-huh. And does anybody have a mask from Dear Evan Hansen? Of course. And of course. um uh we hawk we hawk and ha- ha- don masks on. So I bought like five of them because they were so exactly. cute. They were so cute.
1: We know? should get oh, and- little black book masks. I mean, yeah,
2: you know. I don't it's know. I
1: don't know. What yeah, exactly. That's how you market a show in 2021,
0: right? With little birds yeah. on them. With little, little birds. birds.
1: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Think, I'll cut you guys in on it. Don't worry.
0: Okay. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Just make one look like a parrot. Just have yeah, a, a, a
1: parrot. Hundred percent. But a one with think, a then we're then just, just getting L- into B- B- Julie's green territory. That's my issue. Listen. You know, <laughs> 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 gotta uh, too dangerous. It's not today. a whole bird; it's
0: just a mask. What you're you right. Serious? You're right. Just a you're mask. Right. Just just a mask. It would be Perfect. painted on. It wouldn't Perfect. be like
1: the beak, like, but it would be you know a picture of just like the beak. Well, you've seen those beak masks. Those are frightening. The ones. Yeah, where, we're like, not the going there. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're not going there. No, I,
1: no, we're not no. Uh, I no. can't look at <laughs> people walking around looking like Muppets. I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. nope. No I like my
0: Muppets you. the way they are. Exactly. You don't need to improve. Exactly. So, there's exactly. no You do not
1: need Muppets in real life. Yeah, you you. No we're good. No.
0: And,
2: nope. and like New York City is scary enough.
1: Right. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, do
0: you yeah. see that walking around Times Square? No. Thank you. That looks oh, like twenty you. scary Elmos that look like they're on crack. So right. So exactly. Bad.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh my God! Have mercy. Although I don't know, like, the, you could probably <laughs> go to Times Square with just the bird mask and just say you're you're Big Bird, and people would take and they'll buy it. it. Totally. We'll
0: buy people buy it they will it works.
1: They'll it works. totally buy I'm it i fair aesthetic, you know <laughs>
0: absolutely
1: just <laughs> absolutely. bare minimum bare minimum my,
2: friend, my friends and i used to go to when when i was a wee bit younger go to new york city we used to do this in la and we did it in new york as well we would do go through times square or if we were in california go down like hollywood boulevard and one of us would walk you know like 10 paces ahead and then run up and say oh my god you're and just like make up a random name and then yeah. build a crowd of people that was just like getting our autographs for nothing
1: 100 percent. that's fun.
0: That.
1: doing a fake fight in a crowded area, that's fun, a, a, a public breakup, but it's fake, come on, oh environmental theater at its finest,
0: right, Nice. right,
1: come on,
2: we just, we have to get out there and perform no matter what it takes, you know, Honestly. and if it means pretending to be whoever it was we were pretending to be
1: well that's the only theater that you can do right now i mean right and
2: it's free
0: and you it's free rather, you know exactly i mean it's you don't have to acceptable. pay for sets everybody no. brings their own costume i mean come <laughs> on it's
1: perfect it's perfect, it's totally perfect. perfect. Come on.
0: So, okay story about new york city i for the first time um for the first time it no um <laughs> <laughs> let me stop okay. i uh took my son my son has grown now but um back then he was in high school and I was doing something in New York so I was like he's never been so I'll just take him with me mm. um and um he'd never been so I we I we were staying in New Jersey but then we took the train in to Penn Station and mm. of course it spills out in you know close to Times Square so we okay. get out we yeah. we walk out of Penn Station and he just stands there for a minute. I'm like, oh no, can't do that. Come on. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, you can't stand there. You're blocking <laughs> someone's there. way. Yeah, I'm like, just so start just start walking. Just I just kind of with my. Yeah. I'm like, just walk. And he, but his face, I just loved his face. He was just so taken in ah. by this big, beautiful city. And I was like, This is the face that, you know, you want people to have. It's like that very minute that he sees how bustling it is and how busy and loud and noisy, but it's just the energy of that place. But then we hit, actually hit Times Square with all the characters.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, Times Square, yeah, it's it's frightening. (laughs) He
0: wasn't scared, but he... (laughs) When he was a kid, his favorite characters were the... um, Toy Story characters. So okay. there was a Woody. <laughs> There's a Woody out
1: there. Excellent.
0: Uh, goes, uh, as we're walking past, he's like, Mom. <laughs> I was like, What? He's like, <laughs> He kind of points like this. What is that?
1: Oh <laughs>
0: He's like, what in the hell is
1: that? Oh, <laughs> like, did you, you really get a picture
0: with them? No, no. <laughs> <first up laughs> he's so funny though because he's like, he kind of snuck a picture. He's just like, oh, I got to show my friends this.
1: Oh my god, that's <laughs> <so> <laughs> funny.
2: The, the scariest one that I've seen recently is the, the Hello Kitty. The
1: like Hello with Kitty just the is... giant
2: Hello Kitty head on like a skinny body. Yeah, it's so yes. shy yes. But mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. I. I used to I saw the crack
0: elmo the that crack elmo the I That's avoid like elmo.
2: when I go to New York it's it's not really fun for if I bring anybody with me that's never been in New York. It's not really fun for them because I will walk 16 blocks around Times Square if I need to get to like the Palace oh, Theater or whatever. Yeah. Come on, let's I, look at Eleventh Avenue.
1: Yeah, I I just <laughs> oh, because can see
2: that. <laughs> I was there. I was there for my birthday. I think it was like 2012. I was there seeing Evita and Ghost and Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark and okay. um. What uh, I can't remember what else I was seeing. I and know. um <laughs> I to be fair, I got a free ticket and I, I knew should, someone should in the show. Like so I, don't know. I wish like I saw Spider-Man.
1: Movie. I really it was, I didn't see it. Just I, the story. I wish I saw wish
2: it. Yeah, I, I think the spectacle of it was wonderful. Yeah. Um there were just like moments that I was like, no. Um and yeah. and the fact that You know, I've never been to a Broadway show where people bring their children Mm. and it was an odd, it was a Friday night too. It wasn't a matinee and you know, little ones, Reeve flies across and they're standing up in front of me and they're like, "Ah!" and I was like, right now.
1: Well, initially, what Spider-Man wanted to do was they wanted it to be like in a circus tent on a roof. I, I'm yeah. sure you've yeah. heard that, you know. Which honestly yeah, would yeah. Really have been so much more effective if you yeah. make it an event. Don't try to, you know, shoehorn it into the framework of musical theater because that was never what the intention was, you know. Yeah. Then you can just do 90 minutes, make it a circus. You know, kids will be yeah. fine, have a great time, yeah. and it's nothing that it's uh, that it it's not trying to be anything that it isn't, you know. Yeah. But, when you're trying to make a legit two and a half hour musical out of a couple of good stage effects, then of course it's going to fail.
2: That's it. And like the cast, everybody, everybody was so, yeah, everybody was so great. They were all working so hard. Um, it was, yeah. I, I saw Reeve, I saw Patrick Page, um, Katrina was, who was Right. In, Katrina Lang. I, yeah. yeah. That's who I knew in the show. And mm-hmm. um, like Katrina's boyfriend is, is one of my oldest friends since like mm-hmm. I was 12 years old and, you know, Everybody was working so hard and you know I I was really feeling like oh man they're
1: working so hard they're working so <laughs> this, hard not to die up just, on that stage. Right and, that that too.
2: part. But cool. yeah it was it was it was not my I try not to slam musicals but it just wasn't my
1: favorite. It wasn't my cup of tea. Well at um, this point you're not telling any tales out of school if you're saying Spider-Man the musical was bad. You know. <laughs> you
0: know. <laughs> right it's not like yeah. it's a new this is true this
2: is true this is true i just i just remember like when i just really i remember when like i remember when sound of music live was on and i wrote some really not nice things about it Mm. and a lot of people who are performers friends Mm. of mine in the broadway community are like you know noelle but everybody's Uh working and i was like oh i forgot i have to like edit what I say and censor what I say so as not to appear like you know so I'm, I, I do try to be careful but yeah it was a bit of a shit show.
1: <laughs> it depends on the context I mean with the sound of music thing I mean you're premiering that for you know 20 million people like people are going to say shit like yeah. you know uh, put on your big boy not
0: going <laughs> to love that show
1: right exactly exactly you know i mean i i will say what i really loved about the live musicals was that it was the one time a year when america was coming together to watch a musical with their families
2: yeah I right.
1: just they weren't garbage you know that's it
2: right but yeah you know. we did a we did an episode a couple weeks ago all about yeah, the all live and musicals and like which mm-hmm. were our favorites and which Weren't <laughs> which, were <you? laughs> which weren't I we we liked the whiz Live
1: loved the was uh, Live uh
2: that yeah. I think that was our fa- I want to say that that was I think that was the favorite favorite, favorite. Mm-hmm. one there were a lot of things we loved about Jesus Christ Superstar Live
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, yes. um yeah. that last shot in particular that, last that
1: shot last was shot. so amazing yeah oh absolutely Hairspray
2: Live Hairspray oh, Live, was live good. Was yeah. Um, you know, Rent Live would have been great if it wasn't their dress rehearsal.
1: Right, if it was Rent Live. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. you know
0: yeah. So that and was then Greece. One. we like
1: Grace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot of good For stuff in Greece. There was a lot of like good Ryan. stuff. Right, a star is born. Come on, her Freddie, my love. I still think about. Oh. Yeah, thank
0: you, right? Incredible.
1: Yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible, and the, the reveal when they the reveal the all of we that. talked all about of that. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh. Incredible. It so
0: bad. I mean. Kiki Palmer, I, I, Palmer
1: I want to write a musical for Kiki Palmer so badly I think she is do it. you hear that talent. I like you hear that uh, Kiki, Kiki. <laughs> call my people Kiki please, <laughs> please. do it Stop. do it
0: I will be in the front row watching that let me tell mm. you my I'm not even lying my dog my girl I have two dogs
1: oh
0: when I say the name Kiki Palmer she just loses her she just loses. <laughs> she goes <A-share>. literally <laughs>
1: I'm
0: oh like, my Kiki just like, yes, it's like I treat.
1: Wow, I love <laughs> that. Like,
0: this is dope. I might have That's to put true. it on camp because it's the cutest thing in the world. But you do know, a, do funny. a TikTok. Oh, my dog.
1: That a is a great TikTok idea. It's a great
0: TikTok idea about how I your might. dog
1: gets excited for Kiki Palmer. That's all. She awesome.
0: loves Kiki Palmer. Do I it, Kiki Palmer. Go viral on TikTok stuff. Um, I still don't know how to do the TikTok. You see
1: how I said that? I don't
0: know how to do the
1: TikTok. It's not hard. It's not hard, but it is the Wild West. Like you do not know what is going to hit on that app. You know, like I joined, I was very against joining and then I joined and within my first month I got like 2 million views on stuff. But now I'm back to, like, getting, like, 60 views. on. It's like, I there's, oh, no, wow. there's no rhyme or reason to TikTok. I don't know. I, you know what? There's wow. no
2: rhyme or reason to, like, Facebook Live. I do live stream quarantine Saturdays with Noelle. It's this thing that mm-hmm. I started doing concerts. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, my actor page has, like, 4,500 followers or something mm-hmm. like that. And I would get, like, you know, 120 views, maybe something like that. And then randomly one week, I just kept seeing the number go up, 29,000 people were watching me improvising, singing musical theater songs on a Saturday in my office. That's crazy. And then it was like anywhere between like 11,000 and 30,000 for about a month, month and a half. Mm
1: -hmm. And then it stopped. Yeah. And
2: it went back to normal.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I think a, I think that happens to a lot of people from the research that I've done. But um, I mean, look at the end of the day. I think the algorithm is the best algorithm out there for young creators specifically. That's true mm-hmm. because you don't need a base for your stuff to reach people. Right, um, Bridgerton. But, 10, right, yeah, Bridgerton exactly, right. and the um, Ratatouille. Um, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah. 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 But you know, it it is just such a gamble. You know, you can spend four yeah. hours making a TikTok and nobody will see it for one reason or another. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, for but sure. it's fascinating. I I you know I I think and it goes back to sort of what I love about this last year in terms of creating musical theater. Um, how there's this real cool emphasis on the actual transparency of the creation of musical theater right now. You know, between the Bridgerton and the Ratatouille. Um, because musicals more often than not are created and developed in small private rooms with a hundred people, you know, and the first time audiences see anything from it is at the first preview, right?
0: Right. So right.
1: something really cool um, uh, about uh, being honest about how musicals are being made, you know, um, that's happening, yeah. and I, I hope that that continues uh, as we come out of quarantine and and Broadway reopens um, because it's important for people to see how musicals are made and and to, to be transparent about, you know, Absolutely. what's hard, what's easy. And yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Actually, there are a lot of things.
0: Part of the process though, is yeah. that whole thing is, you know, I was talking, when we were talking to John yesterday, my favorite thing is watching it all come together from the time that, you know, the actors sit down and open the book for the first time to getting it on its feet to, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff so I, I said to him I I usually have a huge problem when I go to see musicals because in my head I'm going I wonder how long that took wonder right how long that took right. you know right I'm like what were they we thinking when they were doing this mm-hmm. I wonder how they got to that approach. I mean that's how my brain works right it'd be nice if I could shut it off sometimes and just enjoy the show <laughs> but sure.
1: sure yeah
0: can't do that Right. So I mean, I I really love to see that. So when they, so when you get glimpses of it, like when they allow cameras in to show you rehearsals, I'm like, oh yes, I right. love yes. to see that.
1: Right. Or or even like the Bridgerton girls, like they were going live, like showing their writing sessions. I'm like, yeah, yes. Show people how people collaborate. You know, it's huge. It's huge. It's you Never see that. You know.
0: Yeah. I and I can also inspire somebody mm-hmm. for sure, yeah, and Some, inspire somebody to to sit right. down and say wow well, that's how it works well maybe i could do this with you know my friends get together and talk and, exactly and work something i
1: yeah. mean think about the young talent that could have come out if you know in 1964 you know sondheim was able to live stream his writing process you know and and it was on tiktok and think of you know the uh, amount of thousands of you know uh kids uh who would have been able to see that and see how musicals are being made you know that uh, otherwise would not have, have gotten a glimpse of it. I, I just think, I, I can't say enough good things about TikTok, except for the fact that I'm not going viral anymore. But, you know, <laughs> that's not, but- well,
0: that's a change. You never know. You exactly, never know. Exactly,
1: exactly. But,
2: but like you said, you know, I hope that this kind of trend of all these things new and interesting things that we've um, been able to see and listen to and you know the virtual virtual productions like John did the virtual songs for a new world and right. Right. you know all these great ideas that people are having that though um, you know with new technology everybody's still kind of learning how to do it I think it's a really interesting thing and and it's exposing musical theater to such a wider audience and so Mm -hmm. you know I mean I know kids that are not interested in musicals at all who were doing the Bridgerton things because they saw the Bridgerton thing on Netflix and then this TikTok trend happened and now they're more interested in like learning about musical theater you know so so for me and for Steph, I'll speak for Steph, everything's musicals. So it's, you know, anytime there's more of it,
0: (laughs) we're happy. Right, right. (laughs) So when people say, when people say, oh, you know, musicals are not, it's not reality. People don't just break out into something like, (laughs) have you been to my house? You haven't been to my
1: house. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, right, right.
0: That's how we, that's what we do.
1: Right. That's how
0: we live. Yeah. Exactly. That's how most people in musical theater live. Exactly. Yeah, of mean- course. And beyond
1: that, it's just the, the <laughs> how the medium works, right? I mean, it is the idea of stakes being so high and so life or death that somebody has to sing, right? I mean it's right. a, it, and it's the same rule for a ballet or for an opera or for any sort of form of art. It's about stakes being high, you know, so high that you need to Uh, Do something other than words, other than live normally, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, just words, because you're you're these most of the time. If it's a solo number, it's a soliloquy. I mean, pretty much, or it's a dialogue between two people or one side of a conversation. So it's not it's not such an odd concept if you really think about it. Exactly. You know, you're just it's just an extension of what's going on Mm -hmm. already.
1: Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thank you, Peter Grego. Anyway. Uh, shout out to Peter <laughs> Grego, our college
2: acting Peter. Oh
1: funny. Where'd you guys go to school?
2: Cal State Northridge.
1: Right on. Right Northridge, on. Northridge,
2: California. And Peter yep. I, I'm I'm Facebook friends with Peter, so I will tag him when I uh I think yeah. this is the second time we've talked about
0: him in an episode. Listen,
1: oh, that's Carnegie crazy.
0: Mellon. He went to Carnegie Mellon and he definitely drummed that into our heads, too. <laughs> he People was who go to like, Carnegie
1: Mellon will never let you forget it.
0: No, that's Listen, so I true. just told you, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. He was seriously like, I think the toughest teacher hmm. I ever had. And I remember doing a scene from. The petrified forest he assigned to me, Ooh. and I was like terrified of him. I was so scared of him, and I was so like i was always oh noel noel's a singer, like I was always the singer first people nobody looked at me as an actor, even though i was acting in like in high school we did Shakespeare shows right. and you know I, I was in a with Andy Katrina's boyfriend and we did mm-hmm. As You Like It and we won like at this Southern California school mm-hmm. so we, I have a trophy that was handed to me by Maureen McCormick yes um, Maureen yes, McCormick. yes Maureen, Maureen. That's um, I didn't think okay. you'd come
1: up on this podcast you know
2: <laughs> but um but Random. I remember being oh, in that class of Peters and Getting and and I never did well when I did scenes in his class. I always got like a C or whatever. And I, was, I was like, oh no. And I got I really worked really really hard. And I remember doing that scene and thinking that it sucked. I was like, oh man, that really sucked. And then I got like, we had to do, we had to like write a thing. I don't, we had to write about it and then do the, yeah, we had we to write of like our motivation our perspective, yeah. and our this. And then I got my paper back and it was like an A with like a, I still have it 30 years later somewhere, <laughs> but I still have that one paper from Peter Grego's class because he was tough, but you know, it, really it, tough. it worked.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I needed it. I needed it.
2: <laughs>
0: Peter was, uh, honestly, he was like that too, but in a very different way. Peter really made you step out of your comfort zone and really try something. Like mm. we, you know, they would pair, we would do scenes and pair to stuff. I ended up having to do what was that show? Oh, it's, is Night Mother the one with the Jewish
1: mom? It was a whole, no, that's not it. I don't, Night Mother is the, is the one where the, the daughter says she's going to kill herself at the end of the- right? No, 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 okay.
0: Crossing Delancey, that's it. The oh, Crossing Delancey. Crossing Delancey. Yes, yes. The only reason why I remember that is because my partner at the time, Michelle, I love her. Um, I went to her house to kind of talk things through and um talk a little bit about, you know, Jewish culture and mm-hmm. certain things, because in the scene, I had to understand that and right. seeing as I was going to be playing a Jewish mom. And,
1: right, <laughs> right, know? right.
0: So I went to her house, talked to her mom. We kind of went through the scenes and stuff. She was really great. And it, it what what worked for me, and it, it was it, that scene was a, a big aha moment for me. And, mm-hmm being able to trust myself to try new things Mm. he was that's the type of teacher he was at first he wouldn't say why he casted you in it Mm. It, he kind of wanted you to kind of discover it
1: but then when you get there you understand why
0: right Mm. and you're like oh Mm. (laughs)
1: okay
0: peter
2: (laughs) i got it yeah shout out peter (laughs) yeah
0: he's really good
1: I, yeah, I have it's respect amazing. for for actors and, and for the training that that you guys go through. I mean, I just I mean, I, I went to a a theater school, um, but I obviously wasn't in any acting classes or anything. I didn't study acting, but, you know, so I would see and hear what my friends were going through. And it's it's so rigorous. I mean, I guess it has to be, you know, but um, but truly I had so much respect for for what actors do. Ugh.
0: Yeah, well, and our program i don't know if it's the same now but when we were there we had to participate in all aspects of it yeah. so yeah. We, yeah so not only and i wasn't even i wasn't even in acting at the time mm. my my emphasis was costume design mm. but they wanted us to take you yeah. know acting classes mm. they wanted us to you know take a lighting course we had Sound. to do that with that light plot right. that i did mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, it
2: was no, it was great. I mean, I remember, I remember when I recorded my first album, and I was like, telling, talking with the producer. Like I was, you know, I had a little say in some of the stuff, but you know, I would tell him certain things, and he's like. How do you know that? I'm like, well, I went to theater school and we had to study sound. And I, I, you know, I ran sound for shows. And right. so I just, I know what it I
1: hear. It's a more valuable asset in the room. It really does. Yeah. It makes then, you
0: much better at understanding. So even whether or not you're on the proscenium, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the audience or you're back behind yep. it, everybody had an opportunity to to go into a different... Um, aspect of theater to really kind of get a grasp of what it was like yeah I don't know how many times I prop mastered
1: right right no I I know I, I my experience was exactly the same at Fordham you know we we definitely had to do a little bit of everything and you know yeah. I I certainly can't say I remember how to hang a light but I know I learned that it. part you learned it exactly I I, I do own a <laughs> you rent. know what a gel is I know what a gel is <laughs> Mm-hmm. I sound designs. I know what subwoofers are. I nice. mean, there we go. You know, there you go. There I'll, you go. I'll, I'll, I have those notes somewhere.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I want to really. I'm going to release this episode on Star Wars Day.
1: Great. Awesome.
2: Um, Star Wars Day falls on a Tuesday, and Tuesdays are when we release new episodes. That's so I'm correct. like, this is perfect. So I would like to talk a little bit about a musical about Star Wars. So are are you like, are you a big Star Wars fan? I am
1: a Star Wars fan. No, that's why I was so grateful that I got hired to do it. Um, I, I grew up in a very Star Wars household. Um, I wrote my Common App essay when I was applying for colleges about Revenge of the Sith. So nice. I was like a Star Wars fan. <laughs> I wasn't as much of a nerd as the people who are in the show are. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I could hold my own and, um, yeah. And I met, um, I actually met the producer of the show through my high school theater teacher through a conference that she was holding, um, a couple of years ago. Um, and you know, I was talking to him and he was like, do you like star Wars? I'm, I'm, you know, uh, specking songs from composers for, for this new show. And I was like, Absolutely and at the time he was going to get a different composer for each song and thankfully he liked my stuff enough that he asked me to do the whole score which meant a lot um so i got hired for that my senior year of college and we opened a couple days before graduation and it was it was a crazy experience and and i'm really proud of the show i mean it is a very silly stupid show it's first of all it's not um just a retelling of star wars it's about three star wars super fans who put on a star wars musical so i think because of that uh it is able to say a lot about fandom and sort of the the toxicity of of some fan cultures um in in a really cool and funny way and you know again as far as i know we'll be opening back up um once the uh once theaters reopen again,
2: right? I remember I remember reading about that. And is I think is Justin still involved? Wait, no,
1: in- he left uh, a couple months before the uh before the okay. pandemic started. No, then
2: there's a super fan.
1: Right. Well, fan. He, yeah, and he was like our our celebrity replacement for for the Christmas season. Gotcha. He, he, he's, he's, the like, casting. Yeah, he's like known <laughs> as like the Broadway Star Wars super fan. I mean, yeah. So talented. Oh, Oh, I love
2: it. I'm like, I'm a really, really big Star Wars. I still have gone to all of the, even the, you know, one, two, and three opening day waited in line. So Mm -hmm. I've got my Kylo Ren pad.
1: Of course. course. I literally
2: will fight anybody that says because you know so Excellent many people actor. about and, him,
1: and I finally jumped on the Adam Driver hot train. I think it was the the last movie, episode nine. I was like, okay, and now I see that too. So yeah, was, the, he's just experience. got
2: this. He's got this. I mean, I watched Girls like from beginning to end, and there's just like you know, there's something about him that mm-hmm. just is super appealing. But besides that, I just like I felt like in those films mm-hmm. he was playing a character as he he Luke Skywalker was a whiny little bitch and right. so was Ben so <laughs> like that's how that's the character it's not right. the, and people were so down on him and anyway i digress but a musical mm. about star wars
1: <laughs> well you you will certainly love a musical about star wars if if we are able to reopen and you get to come see it um uh, yeah. it, it, it covers all this
2: Amazing! It. Oh, I'm so there. I'm so there. And that's there. What's
1: great about it being about fan culture is that we literally are able to cover everything. I mean, there is a song about the history of like Star Wars merchandise in it, you know, and about how, and about how like Christmas in 1977 kids were getting, you know, uh, the the IOUs from Kenner because yeah, it's because
0: different. they didn't yes. yeah they didn't, they didn't expect yeah. that. Yep. <laughs> I, I love totally it. I can remember oh how mad one of my my classmates was about that
1: yeah yeah, oh, yeah. legendary yeah.
0: That's so-
2: oh that's great I can't wait um okay <laughs> I had two other things I don't know what Steph has I'm just gonna barrel no, through go my ahead. my things so Rachel unraveled so I watched that whole thing I only Pew. found out that you were you know that you wrote all that music when I read your bio this week and so I was like I loved that I really loved that series I remember when the first episode came out and I was like what's this click oh thank
1: <laughs> you that means so oh I'll, I'll have to tell Rachel and Austin that you said that that yeah means a lot. we oh I loved it we loved working on that show that was such a, a great little uh calling card and I, yeah I, I was so glad that um people liked it um and and again we we I was really proud of the music in that show too I think it was uh yeah, that was so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad you watched that. That just made yeah. my debate. Oh,
2: great. yay, goody. <laughs> I think I'll watch it again, actually. Steph, have you seen it? Not yet, I'm sad uh, to say. But no,
1: a, I, I, watch it. it was on Broadway World maybe four, four three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. there's only four episodes. I'm sure
0: out, I can find it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, they're they're out there. They're That's out so. there. And the other thing that I wanted to talk about was your <laughs> snowflake jamboree concerts. and and there there's an album yeah that's so so tell us a little (laughs) bit about (laughs) that because first of all I just love snowflake jamboree just right there makes me smile um so (laughs) just tell us a little (laughs) bit about that
1: yeah I I'm really inspired by like sort of um musical satire songwriters like Tom Lehrer or Randy Newman or Tim Minchin and like those are the kind of writers that really like uh, inspired me um, when I was starting writing and uh, as as a young New York kid at school in Fordham and um, and you know uh, I didn't go to a musical theater like program so the kids that I were using were like the couple kids in the acting program who liked musicals and liked singing so I sort of found my little merry band of of folks who wanted to do these concerts with me and um, you know at the time all the songs that I were writing were sort of you know, political and satirical. And uh, we sort of lovingly reclaimed the, you know, the the liberal snowflake um, quip that folks were were using at the time and thus became the Snowflake Jammery. And, you know, now we, we do one every year at, at 54 Below and the group just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think at the last one, we probably had like close to 20 kids um, and like 10 musicians on stage, which at 54 Below is quite a feat. Right, um, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I love working with young people um, just as much as I love working with the established people. Um, and, uh, and I can't wait to be back in the room with my snowflakes, you know, cause, cause they're just game to do anything. And, and the concerts are like, so Raucous and body and like over the top, um, and I really miss that sort of intimate cabaret feel, you know, mm-hmm. of sort of always competing with the risotto balls in the front row, you know, like, yeah. that's, like <laughs> that's what I love. That's what I was raised on, you know. So, yeah, so yeah, you know, I mean, of course, you know, so 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 hopefully, uh, th- th- I th- I think that out of all the sort of live entertainment that we're missing, that's the thing I miss the most, and and I can't wait to get back to it.
2: If you have a chance to look up a clip of Steph at 54 Below, I'm telling Billy to look up Steph, um, singing God Don't Make No Trash because she was the original sister Chantel and Bear. Yeah. And her doing it at the reunion at 54 Below is like one of my favorite video. I don't even know if I've ever told you that stuff, but I watch that thing Um, like, you know, every few weeks because it is like, it's just
1: one of my favorite things. Oh, I will absolutely check that out. I love love Bear. I grew up on that album. Come on. Did you really? I well you know i mean because how many like young gay musicals were there at the time true you know, good, point. good point good hot show good oh point. my god
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny yeah. Uh, yes
1: oh my god you're gonna get me on another bar uh another bear kick again i'm gonna have to i'm
0: sorry i've been
1: hours now it
2: was the it was I'm the sorry. anniversary the anniversary was like a couple cut three months ago or Few months ago, yeah. anyway, last, yeah, last year,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, November, whatever, and and so we had Kristen hanging on, and that mm-hmm. wound up being like two a, two. Two, a double episode two. because it's like Kristen, you know, Bear and Rock of Ages and all like all these amazing things that that she does, and um it. and and then we've got we've got Lindsay Pierce coming on Monday, yeah, um who was in the, in the revival. But so, in the
0: revival.
2: so yeah. since yeah. that reunion in November, it's like you know, it's been like, like kind of concert rotation on my phone again.
1: <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. That is
2: yeah. great. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know you've got to go. Is there anything else? Did you have anything, Steph? Is there anything else you want to tell yeah. us? Let us know. Share something new that you've got other than what has this amazing thing that has just come out
1: i would just say please listen to little black book share it you know rate and review it on itunes um if you are able to buy it please give us a buy on itunes or on amazon um if you like physical cds those are available too um and yeah please spread the word and and uh you know help uh, little black book on its next steps but amazing thank you so much for having me guys this was so delightful
2: thank you so much
0: oh, billy What a great journey you've had. I'm so excited to see what else is coming up for you.
1: Oh, I've been really lucky. And again, I'm just so grateful that people are responding to the material and to the the awesome true story at its heart, you know? But yeah.
0: Yeah. Storytelling at its finest. Amen. Indeed. (laughs) So uh, this has been another edition of Broadway Babies um, with Billy Reese. And we will see you soon. Um, So take care, everybody. That's Stephanie Anderson. I'm Noelle Hannibal. (laughs) And And
2: that's Billy Reese. Yes,
1: and I'm Billy Billy Reese. Was I supposed supposed to shout that out? No, if
2: if
0: you (laughs) want. We'll talk to you soon, everyone. (laughs) Have a great day.